Hi guys, welcome to another episode of A Daily Dose of Inspiration. I am thankful to be able to do yet another podcast episode and I am excited to have a guest on with me on this episode of Daily Dose of Inspiration. You guys, you guys, you guys, it's been so much going on, so much happening in these streets. And if you haven't heard, then I'm sh- I'm sure you have. You've heard about WAP. <laughs> Who hasn't heard about that, right? You gotta be living under a rock if you haven't heard about WAP. So tonight we're gonna be putting a spin on WAP, and we're gonna be talking about purity. WAP for us tonight will be standing for We Are Normalizing Purity. I will be having a conversation with my sister in Christ. Her name is Brandy Sullivan. She is full of so much wisdom, and I'm excited that she's going to be able to pour it out on this podcast episode. So stay tuned, and we're about to jump into this conversation. Let's go. I'm super excited to have Brandy on the line with me today. Yay! Hey girl. Okay, so we're gonna get into the conversation of purity. I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago on Zoom, and she was able to pour out some wisdom, y'all. Like it was so good. I was like, oh, I gotta have you on my podcast. Like, we gotta <laughs> keep this going. <laughs> so we're gonna jump into some questions and I hope you all you all who are listening that you take some bits and pieces from this and you're able to apply it to your life and live a pure lifestyle for Christ. All right, so question one, Brandy. So what do you wish someone would have told you about purity? Okay, so I wish someone would have told me, one, that purity is not your access, your VIP access to the blessings of God. Mm, That's good. I wish someone had told me that purity is much more than a mindset so it's much Mm. more than just saying teen or at 25 I'm not having sex until I'm married right and just thinking I'm gonna walk through a relationship just because I have a I have a thought to do right or have a thought to remain pure I wish someone had told me that just as much as you need to have a mindset shift because it does start in the mind Mm -hmm. you also need to have some practical tools and strategies to help you maintain what it is you're setting your mind Mm, out to do um and then I think lastly would be that I wish someone had told me that purity is not a destination Mm. um that I was going to even in, even in relationships that you're going to be tempted and sometimes yeah. you're going to do things you may um you may go all the way one time and in another time you may not but even in that the condemnation and the fear and the shame mm-hmm. and all of that that you feel for even thinking about sex or even do, if you're in a relationship doing something that is sexual in nature um 
just I wish someone had said there there's hope to be able to overcome that Mm. there's grace to be able to overcome that so you don't have to get you don't have to stay in that space Mm -hmm. and and get stuck Mm. and become complacent so those would be the things right off the top that I think I would have wished someone would have told me about purity oh that is so good I do like that you said that purity is not a destination like you have to be practical about it and I do wish that this was discussed in more detail in the church you know because yes. just saying don't have sex until you marry that's not all what purity is about so I feel like exactly. it should be um, way more detailed discussions in the church and about mm-hmm. purity and I also like that you said you know just the grace after falling because I st- I started over so many times when I was like okay so I'm not gonna have sex mm-hmm. anymore but I wasn't in my word I didn't truly understand mm-hmm. what purity was so I continued to fall because I didn't have a true mm-hmm. understanding of what I was saying that I was going to do. So exactly. Everything that you said was like spot on. Yes. Okay. So let's get into question number two. So in the world today, do you think women of God are more focused on following the culture than living for Christ than living for than following God's true, his word? Like what, how, what is your um, opinion or take on women of God today? Mm. Mm, you want my soul. <laughs> <laughs> yes, girl. Give us the tea, girl. <laughs> you want my opinion. You want Come on, give I, me a disappoint- tea, girl. Yeah, disappointed. Yeah. Disappointed and somewhat bitter. Mm. And I think that disappointment and bitterness married together create the perfect storm. Mm. And so I don't even want to say that I think women are so much more focused in a, in a negative way, but mm-hmm. more so the ball was dropped. Yeah. And you spoke to it earlier. Mm-hmm. The ball was dropped with so many of us um, growing up in the church. And I, and I hate to, I hate to put that on the church. I'm not going right, to say, right. you know, of course, that ecumenical, that ecumenical church is, is one thing, but when we're talking about the church, we're talking about in the context of the system of the yeah. church, the system of the church dropped the ball in not only purity, and I guess it kind of goes into that is how to be how to be in a friendship with the opposite sex. Mm. So many of us couldn't even do that. Yeah. And so the ball was dropped because everything was everything became either if a guy gonna talk to you, well, you need to be trying to get married. That's what it that's what it was always about, mm-hmm. was about marriage. Yeah. So you couldn't even have a male friend in the church and y'all just be cool and it don't even be all of right. that without this mindset of, oh, is he my husband? <laughs> and so that's what created that culture of where people will kind of joke and say it now, but it it came out of this, which was that mindset of, I can't even talk to a guy without the first thought being, Lord, is he my husband? Mm. Everything. I mean, every guy you met, because that's them that came from that, that came from that dropping the ball. And, um, and some will say purity culture, but I, I think it even goes beyond that. It was just the culture of, of what holiness is and what a good Christian girl is. Yeah. And so I think with with women of God today, I think a lot of it is disappointment and bitterness because yeah. there were just some things that were not taught. And so you have a lot of us who, have, who are trying to figure out our own way in the midst of 
being being young women and, and adults in a world that's saying you know wop on one end <laughs> and then on the other end well you you know good christian girls they don't be out here like that right. i mean they, you save yourself till marriage <laughs> and then but what you see is i mean we're just gonna be honest right today. what you see Keep is the girls who are comfortable in their sexuality they're comfortable with they wop yeah being being married by Christian men, mm. not just people in the not just people in the street, but Christian men, mm-hmm. and so that left a lot of girls, a lot of women of God, Christian women, on the sidelines mm. to now say, "Oh, if what I'm doing isn't working, right. and I see something that is, mm-hmm. let me hop on that train, <laughs> right? Because I'd rather." <laughs> I'd rather be going somewhere right. than to be sitting here and going nowhere. Mm. And there's, there's, I think more millennials, like more of us, we're starting to speak up more. Yeah. But for our generation, it's almost like those of us that, um, you know, that ha- that aren't married yet, it, there has to be sort of this healing process that just ha- and reteaching that has to go on, so mm-hmm. that you're not chasing, you're not chasing what these secular artists are saying. Mm-hmm. Because you think, well, if I do that, then, you know, somebody will want me. And again, it's not the somebody is not Joe down the street. Somebody is the preacher in your church. Somebody is the musician because you want to be more appealing. And so I think there's just so much that just was not mm-hmm. was not addressed in the church. Mm. And so the ball was dropped. And so I think that's just where Christian women are. That's where women of God are. I think it's a lot of disappointment, bitterness, yeah. confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, and just and just not knowing. Yeah. And I, when you said not knowing, I feel that it's not a lot of women mentoring younger women, and they're not Girl, taking them yes. under their wing. They're not being like mm-hmm. Titus two tells us, you know, to do. Like, yes. and yes. as a young woman, the more wisdom I get, whatever I learn. I'm trying to pour it out because it's so right. important right. that we do that because a lot it of women is. don't have no one in their corner pushing them, encouraging nope. them. They have no one to call to pray mm-hmm. for them. They have no one to right. tell them, hey, baby, you need to sit with your legs closed, cross your legs at the bottom. Yes. Don't yes. open your legs with a skirt on. Like People are not saying that anymore. People not telling no. us practical mm-hmm. things that we should do as women. Like, so it's right. so important as women of God that we pour into other women. Like, I'm like, Absolutely. so beyond a, a age. Like, if you have the wisdom, mm-hmm. pour it out. And you don't have to be 50 mm-hmm. years old telling, you know, somebody <laughs> else what to do. You can be 25 right. telling somebody 18. Yes. If God gives you the wisdom, yes. then pour it out. So. Right. That's where I'm at because I'm like, man, I just want to help somebody else out. We got to help each other. We got to help each other be better. We got to help each other get to where God wants us to be because we're here to help one another. another. We're here to love one another. So um, I really love with you because I do agree that the ball was dropped and it, and it definitely was dropped by women of God who have been in the church. Mm-hmm. Like yes. they, I feel like more women of God should keep it real, especially like some women get married and some people who haven't had sex at all, they get married and like, how 
like be real say do you have want to have a yes. conversation about lingerie baby like yes. what you want to know yes. like we just need women yes. of god to keep it real and to be honest and to make things like is life is not boring when you when you're a christian or you know married right. life it's is not me. boring like just yes. keep it real with us let us in. Right. Take your church mm-hmm. hat off and let us know. Please. Please do. <laughs> but uh, all right, girl, let's get into question number three, y'all. So this is the last question um, pertaining to purity on tonight. You know, we're doing WAP. We are normalizing purity. We're trying to give y'all some wisdom and information about it. So, you know, we want to see y'all live the life that God wants you to live. So here we go. Question number three. What's your advice to singles who are striving to live a life of purity right now? What is some advice that you would like to give them? And it doesn't have to just be about purity because I know you you post a lot about single goals and I love it so anything that you (laughs) want to share with uh women who are in their singlehood right now feel free to share okay so sticking with your theme we are normalizing purity um the whole walk theme I came up with three things um that I would like for the ladies to walk away from walk away from this podcast with and it's all it follows that same WAP it's it's worth awareness and pursuit Mm. worth awareness and pursuit so the very first thing with worth and I spoke to this a little bit when we talked a few weeks ago Um, I think one of the very first things that has to be understood in order for you to really get an idea of purity itself and be willing to actually walk it out is understanding that your self-worth was never a measurement. Like God never factored that in when he considered purity. Mm. So it was never about well, this girl's a virgin and then this girl has only had one partner and this girl has had eight partners and this girl has a larger body count. That had, and all of us would be worthy the, just the same in the sight mm-hmm. of God. Mm-hmm. And so first understanding that my purity has nothing, it's not, it, it's not a, it's not a, my words, I'm sorry, it's not wrapped up in quote unquote, how pure I can be. The reason why mm. I even wanted to say that, and I believe why God gave it to me is because so many people end up in a place called complacency because of condemnation. Mm. And what happens is, especially with, with the way that purity is taught in the church is, well, if you're saved and you're not being quote unquote pure, really, which means for them, you have a, you're, you know, having premarital sex that, well, you're not as saved or you're not as strong or you're not as anointed. It's a lot of you are less than. Mm. And so what ends up happening is people end up getting stuck in condemnation and the enemy resides. That's one of his favorite places. The vacation is condemnation. Mm -hmm. And so with condemnation, he can then take you to a place called complacency. Yeah. And then now you're complacent and you say, well, I already slept with two men. Well, I already had a baby. So let me, I don't even, I can't even be pure. I can't even try to be celibate. So let me just go ahead and keep doing what I'm doing. And there are going to be consequence after consequence when God says there's therefore now no condemnation. Mm-hmm. The she 
who is in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Right. There is no more condemnation. So I really wanted to speak to that because I think with when we talk about purity, a lot of times the other part, other side of that is condemnation for times where you've fallen or condemnation for times where you felt like you were, you know, sexually involved in, in, in whatever capacity. Yeah. And so you think that your self-worth is wrapped up in that. That is good. The other thing I want to I want to speak to that is once you do make the decision. So once you do say, okay, well, I've made a commitment to God, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to remain abstinent, whether you're a virgin or you're, you're on a um, new abstinent journey. Cause what I find with some people is they'll wear their, their abstinence as a badge. Mm. So it's like, well, I've been celibate for five years. And then you look at the girl who just became celibate two weeks ago. And then four months later, you, you see that she's engaged and you still single. And there's this, mm. this, this expectation and this sense of entitlement yeah. because I've held on for this long. Wow. Then yeah. there's also condemnation with that, where if you've, if you've been, you know, celibate or abstinent for years and then you have this one fall, it's like the world is ending. And it's like, absolutely not. Now, I don't say that to condone it. But I also won't allow, I don't think we should allow for that to be a, a, a thing that condemns yeah. us. Um, it's to take the grace there because that, that's where your grace needs to be applied. So take your grace in that moment, repent, and then turn mm -hmm. away. And we're going to talk about some other ways on how to turn away, which is repentance mm -hmm. itself. It comes from, um, I believe it's the Greek word metanoia, which means to turn mm -hmm. away. So we'll talk about later how to actually turn away and and, and be successful in, in abstaining. Yeah. So that's the first word, worth. The second word, awareness. So this kind of goes outside of purity and then we'll kind of come back to it. So the first point in awareness is knowing what you want. Mm. Knowing what you want your story to be. Mm. And when I was younger, the Lord spoke to me so clearly. Um, and I was watching this woman and she was just telling her testimony and I thought it was so beautiful. And I just said, man, you know, I want a story like that. It was just her. She was, she was someone who had overcome a lot. Yeah. And the Lord spoke to me in that instance. And he said, your story can be whatever you want it to be. Mm. And I never forgot mm. that. And so understanding first and foremost, step back. I don't care what you've done. I don't care <laughs> if you're. If you're picking up your thong, trying to tiptoe out of his at 6 a.m., I want you to step Come back on. and say, "What do I want? Yes. What I want and what I what what God has for me is not predicated upon what I've mm, done." That part. And, and and let's talk to the virgins. So, if you're a virgin, then. You're not excluded from this. So if you're a virgin and you're someone, you may struggle with pornography. You may struggle with masturbation. You may be in relationships and you're doing everything but. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you tiptoeing right up on the line <laughs> before you cross. Right. You know, but you, you, quote unquote, you're a virgin. All of that too, sis. Yeah. Even if that's your story, you can still rewrite it. Come because on. guess what? The author has already said your story can be whatever you want. Yes. Whatever you want it to be. He's already said it. So regardless of what part of that spectrum you find yourself in, I want you to step back and say, what do I want my story to be? So we're talking about purity. So we're kind of in the realm of relationships. You can then say, what do I want my love story to be? Do I want it to read that I stood in my worth? I knew who I was. And I allowed only a man who recognized that worth to love me. 
which meant that he was not going to willingly mm-hmm. want me to sin or displease Come our father. That man. Now, do we do we make mistakes? Do we do things sometimes out of place? Absolutely. Yes. But there's a man who settled enough in his flesh to say, even when he's triggered, because mm. some because some men they'll tell you they'll say sis. <laughs> well, they may they may not call you sis, but they may be like babe. <laughs> Um, so when you know how you was wearing that that kind of skirt you had on, yeah, you, you, you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that because I was I was struggling for like three days after that. They'll let you know that's a man that's settled in his come flesh, on that knows that knows Ooh, that's good. So when you say I want that love story for with that man, guess what, honey? You can have it. Yeah. Right. Well, you you got to partner with God, which means. You get all the spiritual stuff, you in your world, you praying, but then the practical things you're also doing, you're, you're taking the responsibility for. So that's the first part of awareness, knowing what you want your story to be. Mm-hmm. And then also being aware of what purity is and what it isn't. So purity isn't a badge. It's not, it doesn't make you better than anybody. Yeah. If you've been whatever, if you're a virgin or you've abstained for however many years, um, what it is though, it, it's just an offering. Yes. The Bible says, present your bodies, right? As a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your what your reasonable service. Like this is just baseline offering. Yep. It's not anything that's like, oh, look at me. I, I should get all the rewards. I should get all the blessings because I'm over here being pure. This is an offering. Mm-hmm. It's an intimate offering that is between you and the Father. So nobody else, right? It's, it's not between you and anyone else. It's between you and God. Yes. And it's, it's something that you you give him as as an offering, as a as a as a source of as a gift of gratitude to show that you're I'm grateful for you saving yeah. me. I'm grateful for your grace. That's I'm it. grateful for your mercy. I'm grateful for your love. I'm grateful for all the doors you're gonna open in my life. I'm just grateful for everything that you have in store for me. And as a token of my gratitude, I'm gonna give you my body in the place of my my sexuality in terms of offering myself and saying, oh, Lord, I'm going to be pure. I'm going to partner with you to be pure. Mm-hmm. In my mind, my, in my body. Mm-hmm. So then it good. goes into sexuality. I mentioned that. And sometimes it's always, a, it's always a weird thing, I think, for some people, especially in, with singles, because again, we don't talk a lot about sexuality mm-hmm. in the church. That's true. But it's so important to understand what sexuality is yeah. and how you operate in that. Now, now, what I'm not saying is you don't need to test drive nobody. <laughs> right. Uh, you don't need to practice anything. <laughs> when I say sexuality, I really mean, as a woman, as a single woman, getting your femininity mm-hmm. back. So many, especially black women, so many of us have been beat down by life that we don't really operate from a feminine place. We we are so broken in that space. So getting, allowing God to heal your femininity to the point where you're able to operate in the fullness of who you are. And he created you to be as a woman. And you spoke to it before um, when you talked about, you know, women that are virgins and then they get married they don't know yeah. what to do a part of that too will what a part of knowing who you are and your femininity and that a part of your sexuality is a part of that knowing getting back to that when you get married it'll be you'll be able to know kind of more instinctively what to do yeah and then you'll be more open to a husband teaching yeah, you that's good of you know what what pleases him and vice right. versa 
But if you're not comfortable in that space, you're gonna be like, well, don't be trying mm-hmm. to tell me nothing. You and oh my goodness, you're gonna try, you try to have me sin and you married and you married, sis. You married now. The marriage bed is under five, but you all, oh my gosh, you got you trying to have us in. But because that's what happens when you're not comfortable with yes. it, when you don't really have a, a good understanding. So getting back to your femininity, and again, sexuality and sensuality are both parts of femininity. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last part of awareness is knowing your triggers. Oh, yeah. This is the most practical, probably, in terms of in singleness. When you're in relationships, knowing your triggers. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest. it don't. You don't have to wait till you get into a relationship. And that's honestly probably a little bit too late yeah. to recognize your triggers then. <laughs> um, but if, you got, if that happens, hey, it's okay. You can bounce back. But in terms of understanding, using your singleness to really figure that out. So when you watch certain movies... Certain people, they don't get aroused or turned on when they watch certain right. movies. Other people, they that do. was me. I had and to be cut honest, that off. <laughs> girl, listen, listen, honey. Um, I had to too. I said I cannot. There's certain movies I just can't right. watch, and and sometimes people won't understand it because in one Christian circle, you can have some people, two or three people, who are like, "Yeah, movies, mm, I can't watch those." The other seven are like, "Oh, right, we all different now." Yeah, so we're different, but understanding your triggers and being being honest with yourself about mm-hmm. those. Um, it can be movies. It can be, especially once you get in a relationship, being being in a closed yeah. space with no type of chaperone. Because mm-hmm. um, good good smelling cologne and Maybe muscle. It don't take much. <laughs> it don't take much, you know. So you you got to know yourself and be honest with yourself. And then also, once you get into a relationship, being cognizant of the other person's triggers Mm. sometimes Mm. people will tell you and this kind of goes back to some men will tell you if you're wearing something that just make that causes them to really struggle in their flesh um and then you may even see if if he's if he's initially a dude that's real cool straight laid back and then you start wearing stuff or y'all start spending a lot of time in a closed space and you start noticing the other side of him starts to come out more that lets you know that's a trigger Mm. for him so that closed space, maybe that cleavage being out, maybe, you know, yeah. just certain things be going on with how you're dressing or how you're just showing up, that may be a trigger for him. And so when you're in a relationship, a part of being, when we talk about being a stumbling block, a lot of times for women, it was always, well, just don't wear this and just don't wear that. Mm-hmm. It's more so just paying attention to your effect because you got to think. You a bad girl. To be honest. For, for some, for, for there's a man in this world that's going to be like, listen, that's everything I've been praying for. I want, I need, I desire. Like, you're going to be everything for somebody. Yes. And so for that guy, you're going to be a baddie uh-huh. for Jesus. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> and so a part of that is just going to be you recognizing that and say, you know what? I have that type. I have an influence and yes. impact that I've got to, I've got to be cognizant about yeah, and aware like, don't, you ain't gotta walk around here <laughs> yeah you don't gotta walk around here with no long sleeve turtleneck and no long skirt yeah, you know part. dragging the floor no 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 but just have that balance to say i understand my yes. influence that's let's let's twist that scripture and just say hey i understand know your influence, know your influence. okay <laughs> know your influence know your impact we talk about secular artists and all these other christian artists and we talk about well you guys have a you have a platform and you should be more cognizant of you know your audience as women of God, and especially mm-hmm. once you get in a relationship, you're going to be that for somebody. Yeah. So you're going to have to watch your influence on him mm-hmm. a little bit, just like he should be watching his influence on That's you. That's true. That's 
That's good. Because they be walking around in great in gray sweatpants and muscle shirts. And so, bro. They gotta be aware. Right, bro. I need you to be aware of your influence. You got women out here passing out. So you, you gotta be aware. Right. So being aware of not only your triggers, but when you get in a relationship, your partner's triggers as well. And then pursuit. Girl, I'm sorry. The last word. The last one. <laughs> it's okay. Take your time. So your pursuit <laughs> your pursuit of purity. So why do we pursue purity? And I kind of, you know, talked about it a little bit um, in some of the other um, words, but making sure first that your pursuit has the right motive. So you're not, you're not wanting to pursue purity just so you could be the one to say, well, yeah, girl, we ain't kissed the whole time. <laughs> you know, we was in a relationship and we waited to the altar and we didn't have sex, you know, just not so you could yes. just be that person. But really pursue it because that is what that's an offering. Yes. That is that's like the least you can do. Come on now. Like the least you Honor can do. God. When the Bible talks about it being a reasonable service, that means that's baseline, baby. Mm-hmm. That's basic. Mm-hmm. Like that ain't no that ain't no high that ain't no top shelf. That's basic. <laughs> so it's your reasonable service. It's yeah. what I can give God baseline. Yeah. So that's all that is. So that isn't so and, and I believe that that is something that God really wants us to to really take hold of so that we are careful about how we walk around with, with, with our commitment, but then how we judge other people's commitments yeah. or other people's situations where they may fall away from that commitment for a little while, because sometimes we're so caught up in holding up our own little banner and our own little flag and pointing the finger that we can't even restore. <laughs> the Bible talks about restoring such a one, right? Yeah. Being able to restore each other. So, I, I I shouldn't just be able to say, well, yeah, I've been celibate this long, or yeah, I'm a virgin, and then be looking at my sister who may have fallen, yeah. and I'm so busy in my own little world trying to get my own little reward and my own praise and my yeah. own bragging rights that I don't restore <laughs> her because the yes. enemy is so cunning. Yeah, and that's one of the things he loves. Oh, he loves us to sit up there and be gloating. He loves us to be bragging because guess what? You're not focused on the person that's that's standing right beside you that's falling because mm. your head all the way up in the clouds. Yeah, that's good. And so, and, and what he and what he wants is you to not be paying attention, and he come mm. by and swoop them up, and now they're walking around in a place of condemnation and shame. Wow. So good. making sure that we're pursuing God with with with. Pure, pure motives. Make sure you're pursuing purity yeah. with 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 pure motives, meaning that you're just you're saying, you know what, Lord, I know that this is an offering. Yeah, um, it, it's not a place for me to brag about it. Not that I don't right. share the testimony because I can tell people, yes, God can keep you. But mainly it's a place of being able to say, Lord, this is my offering. That's how it starts. So pursuing purity is pursuing God from a mm-hmm. place of as pursuing the father. So you're not pursuing purity as a relationship benefit yes or a relationship um reward but you're pursuing it as a relationship builder oh wow it is what allows you to continue to build upon the intimacy that you have with the father so pursue it not as a relationship reward but as a relationship builder Girl, that is so good as a relationship builder. Oh my goodness. They gonna have to grab their tablet and their <laughs> pen and take notes. <laughs> and y'all gonna have to replay this. If you don't if you didn't have your tablet and your pen while you were listening to Sister Brandy, oh baby, you need to read you need to uh rewind, press play and take notes. Cause this was everything. Like oh, I wish I had this. 
when I was struggling. <laughs> oh, goodness, I needed this. But I thank God for the Holy Praise Spirit God, girl. and the wisdom that he gave me along the way because yes. I yes. don't know what I would have did. Like, I needed him because nobody. Girl, I didn't have nobody telling me, hey, girl, you probably need to turn that off and don't listen to that. You probably don't need to go to his house this time girl, of night. Girl, girl. Like, he probably don't need to be chilling at your house. You know, right. I'm listen, like, come on. So, <laughs> I just wish I had it. So, I'm just glad that I can do it now and mm-hmm. be, you know, uplifting and encouraging to women at this time and in this state that we're in yes. right now. And I'm so glad to have you on to pour yes, out sir. and to share the word that God gave you concerning purity. So y'all, she said worth awareness and pursuit. Wow. Y'all I'm serious. Y'all got to take notes. Y'all got to put <laughs> this down on a tablet. Like sister, she, she did that. So <laughs> we give God. glory to God on, on this evening. Thank you so much, Brandy, for yes, joining me for this conversation on purity. Thank y'all, you. next time y'all hear WAP, think of worth, awareness, and pursuit. We are normalizing purity, y'all. We're, tr- we're, tr- we're trying to do all that we can yes. while we're here on earth to make our Father happy and to share with other women how God is so excited when we dedicate living our lives for him. So yes. y'all be blessed. Thank you so much for your support and we will see you again soon or you will hear from us again soon (laughs) make sure y'all check out brandy and follow her on all social media i'm i know facebook for sure you can type in brandy sullivan do you Mm -hmm. have an instagram yes i do have an instagram it is healed women heal women movement Oh, yeah. I love that. Oh, yes. Y'all make sure y'all follow. She pours out great wisdom. Like, I love what she's doing.